2: It's 8 o'clock on today, coming up, major escalation. The U.S. hitting back against attacks in the Red Sea, carrying out airstrikes in Yemen overnight. What does it mean for a region already on edge? We're live with the very latest. Then, on alert, another cross-country storm on the move, bringing more heavy snow and rain, powerful winds, and frigid temperatures. Al's got the full weekend forecast. Plus, real-life parent trap. They were very much like... Two sisters helped their mom and dad find love again, 10 years after their breakup. A love story that just led to a second wedding, and the entire family is here live to talk about all of it and Real Life Caddyshack, a look at the video going viral for perfectly copying the comedy classic. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Today, Friday, January 12,
3: 2024. From Tampa to today, it's my 10th birthday. Surprise mom with a trip to the Today Show. From
2: New Orleans. Shout out to Bacon and Charter School. In Georgia, go Blazers. Kicking off the weekend from Omaha, Nebraska,
3: City Point, Wisconsin, City Point, Wisconsin Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Florida, Aiken,
2: South
4: Carolina, Carolina, and Starkville, Mississippi! It's Oliver's golden birthday! Turning 12 on the 12! Today's my
5: mom's big day! Back in Camden, South Carolina! Wishing you a happy birthday on the
6: Today
2: Show, Grandma! Yay! Aww! Oh. oh, God! Gets us every time, guys. That's a great crowd out there. Lots of love for Al Roker. We're mm-hmm. going to spread the love when we get out
3: there in just a few minutes on a Friday morning. Looking forward to that, guys. A parade of stars are going to be walking through Studio One A next week. We have the amazing Jamie Lee Curtis. She's going to okay. stop by. We're going to catch up with the Oscar winner Jodie Foster, okay. and also Mariska Hargitay will join us ahead of season twenty-five <gasps> of Law and Order SVU. So we got a star-packed week next week. I'm going to be good.
2: All right, got a busy morning. Let's start with your news at eight o'clock. The U.S. military expanded its role in the growing Middle East conflict overnight, conducting air and naval strikes against Iran backed militants who've been attacking commercial ships in the region. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel in Jerusalem with the very latest. Richard, good morning.
7: Uh, Good morning, Savannah. This is an escalation. Overnight, the U.S. led military operations against Yemen. Uh, It was backed by five other countries, including the United Kingdom, which also took part. Uh, The United States attacked from the air and from the sea uh, more than a dozen targets in Yemen, all controlled by uh, a rebel group known as the Houthis. Now, since the October attacks here in Israel that killed 1,200 Israelis, and Israel's reprisal war in Gaza. The Houthis have carried out more than two dozen attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea. Uh, The United States has warned repeatedly uh, the, the Houthis to stop their attacks, threatened that there would be a military response, and overnight we saw that military response. Now, the Houthis say they are undeterred, and that they will continue their attacks in the
3: Red Sea and will carry out reprisals. All right, Richard, thank you very much. This is the final weekend of campaigning before Monday's Iowa caucuses. Nikki Haley drawing new fire from the Trump campaign as her momentum appears to be picking up. NBC's Garrett Haig joins us from Des Moines, a closer look at the Republican race. Hey, Garrett, good morning.
8: Hey, Hoda, good morning. And one of the things that might blunt that momentum for Nikki Haley today is this snow. We're facing possible blizzard conditions later today across the entire state of Iowa. That's already forced the cancellation of some campaign events today. But yesterday, we saw both Haley and Ron DeSantis crisscrossing the state and what's amounted to their battle for second place, trading barbs back and forth, with Haley trying to move on from DeSantis, suggesting that this is about to be a two-person race between her and Donald Trump. For his part, DeSantis has been attacking Haley over every from her record as governor of South Carolina to even her basic honesty. He's on the campaign trail today trying to generate some momentum for himself in a state where he has put basically everything on the line for his campaign. Hoda,
3: Yeah. Meantime, uh, Mr. Trump, he was not on the campaign trail yesterday. He was in a New York courtroom. He had those uh, arguments that he made at the end there. Uh, how is that affecting his campaigning?
8: Yeah, Donald Trump, not here in Iowa, but continues to show that he can dominate the national political conversation from wherever he is. He was in that Manhattan courtroom yesterday uh, facing closing arguments in the civil fraud trial about his business practices there in which he stood up in the courtroom, given five minutes to speak by the judge and declared himself an innocent man, suggesting he's being unfairly targeted. That's the same message, largely, he's been giving on the campaign trail here in Iowa and he has been here, suggesting that he's a victim of the Biden Justice Department or by overzealous Democratic prosecutors. The same message politically as he's giving in the courtroom. He will attempt to return to Iowa to give that message to Iowans a few more times. He's got four rallies planned over the weekend here, Hoda. Again, if he can get back to the state amid the snow we're expected to get today.
3: All right. Garrett Haig there in Des Moines. Garrett, thank you. The FAA has now launched an investigation into whether
9: Boeing failed to ensure its 737 MAX 9 was safe to fly before last Friday's mid-air blowout on an Alaska Airlines flight that's now grounded the entire fleet, NBC's senior correspondent Tom Costello covers aviation for us.
10: Tom, good morning to you. So this investigation is, is in addition to the NTSB's? That's right. The NTSB is investigating how and why the so-called door plug on that MAX 9 blew out in a decompression explosion. The FAA says it's now looking at whether Boeing failed to ensure its completed products, in other words, planes, conformed to its approved safety design and were safe to fly. Now, the FAA says this incident should have never happened and it cannot happen again. All 171 MAX 9s have been grounded worldwide. In the U.S., only Alaska and United Airlines fly the MAX. The airlines are still waiting for guidelines, which I'm told are hundreds of pages long from Boeing, on how to inspect those grounded planes for further signs of problems. So the formal inspections haven't even started, but both airlines have already said preliminary exams have turned up loose bolts around the door plug on those other planes. Both airlines are canceling hundreds of flights each day, expected to last at least through Saturday, Craig. Hey, Tom, so where does Boeing go from here? How do they handle this? What do they do? Well, Boeing has released a statement saying that it will cooperate fully and transparently with the FAA and the NTSB in their investigations. By the way, the FAA chief just made news in the last few minutes on CNBC saying that he wants to increase, increase FAA supervision and inspections and oversight at Boeing plants, Uh, So that is the new page here. The FAA chief telling me he's not happy with the oversight right now, and he wants to see increased FAA oversight and inspections at Boeing plants. All right, Tom Costello, our man on aviation. Tom, thanks, buddy.
2: Well, now to a real-life Caddyshack situation playing out on a golf course in Southern California. You probably remember the 1980 hit comedy, Bill Murray plays Carl Spackler, the greenskeeper who spends most of the movie trying to catch a pesky gopher who's causing big problems at the Bushwood Country Club. All right, take a look at this. A pair of golfers in San Diego spotted a little gopher trying to push a golf ball back out of its hole. (laughs) So it's the opposite of the movie. The Caddyshack gopher was stealing golf balls. That's great. This gopher is trying to get rid of them. That's great. You guys, big Caddyshack. This one goes out to the boys in the control room. Yeah, love Caddyshack. Is that one of your favorite movies? Not one of my favorite, but I
3: I enjoy enjoy it it. every time. You see it? I never saw it. it.
2: You've never, never seen cash. Oh, oh my
3: God! No, this is like a Star Wars <laughs> moment. But for you've me. seen like Mean Girls twenty eight <laughs> times, yeah, but well, never cash. Well, I've Mean Girls. That's yeah. A classic. Oh, yeah, man. All right. Speaking of real life movie moments, a family is capturing the world's attention with their parent trap story. So two sisters noticed a new spark between their divorced parents, and guess what? It led to a second wedding. We're going to sit down with the happy bunch and get to pop start two right after this. Okay, we're back from the 1998 version of The Parent Trap. You probably know the story. So, twin sisters masterminding the reunion and eventual remarriage of their divorced parents. I've seen that 700 times. Even more than Mean Girls.
2: Okay, the script isn't just a Hollywood creation. Scott Gady and Julie Shore... Divorced nearly 10 years ago, but in 2021, their daughters noticed a little spark
3: reignite and a new adventure began. So they're all here live. We're excited. Just two weeks after Scott and Julie celebrated their second wedding, we're going to chat with them in just a moment. But first, check out their incredible story. Some might say you'd have to believe in magic if you ever thought Scott Gady and Julie Shore would ever get back together. The couple's daughters, Rachel and Caroline, have racked up millions of views on TikTok. TikTok documenting their parents' second chance at love. Scott and Julie divorced nearly a decade ago, started new lives of their own while co-parenting. That changed during the pandemic while caring for elderly parents. The family of four found themselves in the same quarantine bubble. The sisters picked up on something their parents had not yet realized. So Rachel and Caroline began teasing their parents, joking with the mom that she still had deep feelings for their dad. Julie realized her daughters were right. After a trip away, Scott and Julie decided to move in together. One year later, with some consistent encouragement, Scott proposed to Julie, once again. And just like the movie's ending, sealing their everlasting love. Yeah, Caroline oh. and Rachel actually did it. They're here with the newlyweds julie and Scott. Guys, this is such a beautiful story. Well, first, how's newlywed life? You guys have been married for how many weeks? Since a j- couple no. of weeks. A <laughs> couple weeks. How's it been going? I good. think really good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> is this super weird? This yeah, it, whole situation? Yeah. It is a little bit weird. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's the girls just left after being home first, like
3: a bit of time. So like, mm-hmm. literally, we're just now like, okay, yeah, this is it. That's we're married. Wrap, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is I kind of like how you guys had to be forced together because of COVID. And you guys, let's be honest, you weren't friends. You weren't You you weren't oh, no. on good terms. And yet here you guys found yourself in the COVID bubble together. Yeah. That was um, a super challenging time, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but for my mom, mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure we were staying safe. And
4: she's actually watching right now. So, oh, cram- she <laughs> <cramble>. <laughs> so
2: she kind of brought you together. So you wanted to stay safe, be in one place. Scott, mm-hmm. obviously you want to be with your girls. So suddenly you're thrust together. Yeah. Rachel, when, like, how did you start noticing that there's like, Maybe not even just, there's no more animosity. Yeah. Now there's yeah. a friendliness. Wait, is this romance yeah. we're detecting? It wasn't for a while. It wasn't until, I would say, almost a year after COVID. COVID was just when they became, like, friendly with each other, which was new enough mm-hmm. in itself. Um, and I would say it wasn't until, like, 2021 that we were, like, what's going on here? What's (laughs)
3: happening? Did you notice or were you kind of encouraging Caroline? What was the, what was happening here?
4: I think if anything, they kind of parent trapped themselves. I think Rachel and I were better at highlighting the differences in the dynamic the second time around, but I think that they definitely got themselves. What did you notice?
3: What were some of the first things you noticed?
4: Well, I know there was one time where mom was getting all blushy and like school girly because (laughs) Rachel was like, you have a crush on dad. And I know it. She ran into the other room that was kind of the <laughs> telling point. Where we know. Oh gosh. Well,
2: Scott, I mean, look, it's, this is not a traditional nope. trajectory <laughs> at all. So, from your perspective, what happened? How'd you fall back in love?
10: So, part of it, uh, right after COVID, within the next year, my parents had passed away. Rachel graduated from college. Caroline was graduating from high school. So, in addition to COVID, right on the tail end, we just had this tremendous amount of time pressured together that kind of forged us into who we are now.
3: I think you guys are probably different than you were back then. Have you noticed like why it works now and why it didn't work then? Do you think Um, that's a whole show? I think, (laughs) 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 but honestly, like, you know, we say that that, divorce period, our separation period is really part of our marriage mm-hmm. and it's made us into oh. who we are today. And that's why it works today. So we're, it's- we're much
10: different now. There's no way we could have been the people we were five years ago. There's no way those two people could have gotten remarried.
3: Mm-hmm. Can you believe what y'all did? By the way, your little <laughs> social media thing really turned this into a huge sensation. Didn't I know, it? it's, it's, all been,
2: it's been absolutely <laughs> crazy, but it's, it's been so much fun and it it's fun. fun. We have our, our little community of people like rooting for us. How How does does it cool? it feel? I mean, it's like, you know, you can, there are all kinds of families. And a family of divorced parents is still a family, and it's Mm -hmm. wonderful when they can get along. Mm -hmm. But your parents got back together, and they're married. How does that feel?
4: (laughs) It's awesome. And I mean, like, definitely when they first got divorced, obviously, it's more sad at the beginning. But I think we definitely got to a point where they went their separate ways. We were all happy our separate ways. But coming back together, it was clear that they were even happier. And so it was just, that's the better way. How was that wedding, by the way?
3: Was it pretty amazing? It was amazing. It was amazing. It was
4: was
2: exactly the right thing. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll keep the videos coming. Scott, you do. I think you were doing the running man and some yeah. of that videos.
10: I don't even have TikTok on my phone. I have <laughs> her phone Well, you're a
2: TikTok I'm star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're so happy for all thank of you. You. Thank thank you. God, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. And I heard you're gonna be in town for an extra night. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. We thought it'd be fun if you kind of recreated
3: yeah. the iconic parent chat picture while you're here. You know this one? So guess what? We reached okay. out to the folks at City Cruises. It's a, a kind of a fun experience right here around Manhattan, and we've got a table for four. It's a glass-enclosed boat. Dinner's on them, so you'll have your nice little dinner. Yes, please do the photo op. Oh, thank you. Thank thank you. you. Thank thank you. Guys, thank thanks, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Many, many years of good times. We wish you the best. Thank thanks. You. All right, Mr. Thank Roker, how about then, a check of the weather?
9: They can then recreate the spaghetti scene in Lady and the Tramp. It'll be great. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Let's show you what we got. got. Uh, we're talking wind alerts for 100 uh, 45 million people. Flood alerts along the East Coast. 35 million winter weather alerts. Great Lakes all the way to the Northwest. We have tornado watches until 11 a.m. Central Time, a midsection of the country from Memphis stretching all the way down to Jackson, Mississippi. We've got a couple of tornado warnings in there as well. Ground stop continues in Chicago with almost blizzard-like conditions. We've got a risk for 29 million people. Wind gusts of up to 75 miles per hour. Tornadoes are possible. And those those wind gusts, hurricane force wind gusts, stretch from Jackson. All the way to the southeastern Atlantic coast. Snowfall amounts anywhere from six to 18 inches of snow around the Great Lakes. One to two inch snowfall likely rates likely and isolated from the Mississippi River Valley into the northeast. Three inches of rain or more. A lot going on. That is your latest weather. Now for a power through
11: pop star. Lots to get to. We'll start with Ariana Grande, the chart topping artist is out with her first new song in almost four years that's called Yes And. Feel a little, a little Madonna vogue yeah, in
3: that? Yeah. Like a little yeah. go out.
11: That's uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, RATs on social media that a whole new album would be her seventh. is coming out sometimes this year. She's been in the studio with Max Martin. Looking forward to that one. We'll have to stay tuned. Of course, she's been busy working on the Wicked movies. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's been really busy. Next up, who's got the need, the need for more Top Gun movies? We yes. might be in luck. Online outlet, Puck, reporting that the co-writer of Top Gun Maverick is working on a follow-up to the 2022 mega-hit sequel that was nearly four decades in the making. Puck also citing that Tom Cruise plans to return along with Miles Teller and Glenn Powell, plus producers Jerry Bruckheimer and David Ellison, and the director, Joe Kaczynski, behind the camera. We reached out to Paramount. No official word yet, but that's got Hodocopi really excited. Let's go! Come on! You know, you're not into it? That is I That movie that was one. incredible. I did love that, that other God, love one. How much money is that one. movie did, mm-hmm. of course. Next up, and Emma Stone, the yep. Hollywood A-lister, has got big dreams for the small screen, recently revealing on Variety's award circuit podcast how desperately she wants to be on Jeopardy. You remember when you Ken Jennings. Show.
3: Yeah, that was your... Remember that was remember? your show for what? a minute?
11: Yeah. Jeopardy, remember when...
3: You... Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay.
9: Stay with us. Stay with us. Stay with us, Savannah.
11: And finally... <laughs> it's almost curv- over. <laughs> Curb your enthusiasm for the last two decades. Larry David has been charming America with his hilarious alter ego on HBO's hit but all good things do come to an end yesterday. Max releasing the first trailer for Curbs' twelfth and final season, he may not oh, be a people person, but Larry is going to be visiting Wait, what? us oh, right here in Studio One A. He'll do that ahead oh, of that good. final season that'll start streaming on February fourteenth. Oh, yeah, oh, okay.
2: maybe he'll cut mm-hmm. us from the show again, Oof. like he
3: did that one time. Yeah, oh, yeah oh, right. Right. I remember that too? <laughs> Never forget
2: that. Yeah. Just ahead, guys, the spiders anymore? Yes. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting all week for some good old football f- food. NFL playoffs. We've got the legendary Wolfgang Puck. Yes, and son. he's been back there all
11: morning long before the show, prepping. Oh, oh wow, loving. loving and his son Byron can
2: oh, cannot wait for bad. that.
6: Oh, we are back. We are back at 8.30 on a Friday morning. And look at these happy folks on the plaza. Wow. By the way, not just any weekend. No, no, no. In case you hadn't heard. It is super wild card weekend in the NFL. Wow. So we decided to celebrate. Gonna keep ourselves warm. Crowd staying warm with these special scarves in honor wow. of the first ever nice exclusive playoff game on Peacock, tomorrow night's clash between the Chiefs oh! and, and the Dolphins. Oh!
3: It's a Chiefs Nobody crowd. the dolphins. It's a Chiefs crowd. Wow. Wow. Hey, Al, this is also an around-the-horn crowd. It's yeah, I think huge, the horn huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> guys, speaking of watching football, Harry Smith just learned the story behind that uh. yellow line, which I ask myself about, how do they do that? How do they do how, that? Well, how, how do we it know? Knows. It's a fascinating story. How do they do the yellow line? Harry's all over it, Can't guys. Can't wait it.
11: Uh, if we're talking football, then we've got to do a little uh, food segment as well. We've got the great Wolfgang Puck along with his son Byron here, the the dynamic duo. They've been in there early this morning, prepping themselves, getting ready to whip up a playoff worthy spread for the big games.
3: Also ahead, Doctor Tara Narula has some important reminders on the benefits of Dry January. Who's having a Dry January? Uh. No, but no. Literally
9: okay. okay. well, It's It's calls it uh, moist oh, moisture. Okay. Okay. January. January. Hey, but uh, but first, 2024 is a leap year, and it's we're the the calling way. all leapers. Yeah. If you're one of the lucky ones who celebrates a birthday on February 29th, we want to celebrate you. We think a birthday that only comes around once every four years is where it's going big. So we are going to throw a huge party in Studio 1A. So if you're a leaper and can join us here in New York... York on the big day, head to today.com, share your story, and you might get an invite. That's a great idea. I love oh, that. Do the weather? I think I do. I must. This uh, this poor young person put down. I love Al Roker. This this misguided young person. What's your name?
2: I'm Taylor. Taylor and I'm Grayson. I'm
12: McKinsey and Susanna. And where are you all from? We're from Starkville, Mississippi, at Mississippi State University. Well,
9: let's look at the meteorology program. There. Yep. Yeah. All right. Where you go? Well, thanks for coming down. We <laughs> appreciate and we love the sentiment. Thank you. All right. Let's show you what you got as far as your weekend ahead is concerned. So Saturday, lake effect and windy. As next storm comes in to the Pacific Northwest in California on Saturday. Then Sunday, Sunday, it's going to be blustery around the Great Lakes in the Northeast, dangerous wind chills on the plains. Heavy snow moves back into the Rockies, sunshine down through the Gulf. And then Martin Luther King Jr. Day, southern snow through the southern Mississippi River Valley, way below zero throughout the plains. Chilly conditions in the Northeast, sunny and cool out west. All right, it's a super wild card weekend. We started off with the Browns going into NRC. G Stadium, taking on the Houston Texans, Saturday on the third, it's sunny, mild at 3pm, 60 degrees, that doesn't stop there, let's game with a wild card exclusive on Peacock, the Dolphins, <laughs> going to Arrowhead Stadium, it's going to be frigid, 2 degrees, could be the coldest game ever as the chiefs take them on we'll find out and then let's go to sunday night football night in america the rams taking on the lions snow showers winds of up to 30 miles per hour 12 degrees that's your big super bowl sunday it's a wild card weekend baby starts on nbc and peacock peacock and then nd we've got to do the big oh here we go Let's keep going baby, lots of folks, there they go, Woo. see you, and there you go ladies and gentlemen, and we got a big crowd here, where are you guys from? Where's Oh, we're on. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Selfies. We're just doing selfies and selfies.
2: Al, thank you so much. How about that? What a crowd. This is the best crowd, y'all. We're into it. Just ahead, guys. It's hard to imagine what? watching football without that bright yellow line. Yeah. I mean, how did we ever watch it without the bright yellow line? I don't recall. Line? You know who knows? Who? Harry Smith. Of He's course gonna he He's going to take does. us inside the game. He'll tell us how it all came to be. But first, this, this is, is Today, today on, on NBC. NBC.
6: On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is oh, time. time. I stole my word. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
5: The Living Room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.
9: Well, we are back. It's like we have a theme show this morning. We're back with an Inside the Game series as we head into this huge weekend in the NFL. Mm
11: -hmm. Yeah, so the playoffs are getting underway. There's definitely one thing that you are for sure to see on your TV, and that's the familiar... Yellow line for first downs.
3: Our guy Harry Smith is here with a story behind that high-tech innovation. Hey, Harry.
13: Do you remember TVs from 25 years ago? Absolutely. That were these huge, oh, yeah. big yeah. Yeah. things, yeah. and people started talking about high-def, flat screens. Right. Like, what's that all about? Well, 25 seasons ago, an innovation, a really groundbreaking innovation happened in the way we watch football games that changed the way we watch football forever. Football is a game of forward progress. Teams with the most first downs have the best records. The first down marker is both impetus and impediment. Hard to imagine a game on TV without that essential yellow line.
1: If you had to watch a football game without the yellow line, uh, you would either drive yourself crazy or turn it off.
13: Fred Gaudelli is the executive producer of both Sunday Night Football on NBC and Thursday Night Football on Prime. 25 years ago, he was the lead producer for the Sunday night game on ESPN, when the technology of the line was first pitched by a tech startup named SportVision.
1: I remember my director was there, and we left the meeting, and we weren't 100% sold. ABC,
13: CBS, and Fox passed on the idea, but Fred and the producers at ESPN were impressed by a secret preseason test.
1: When I went into their truck and saw the yellow line and saw it you know, in real context of football and the game, it was a no-brainer. This was going to be additive for the viewers.
13: The yellow line made its debut in a regular season game, week four between Baltimore and Cincinnati, a technological marvel. How hard was it? It was very difficult. Co-founder and CEO of SportVision, Bill Squadron. This was our first product out of the gate. And when we pitched it, the main reaction we got was, sounds great, but can you really do it? On the tech side was engineer and sports broadcasting hall of famer, Stan Honey.
14: I've had the incredible good fortune my whole life of to working on really hard problems that nobody solved before. We had to preserve the illusion that the yellow line was on the field. We had to draw around the athletes.
13: They did it by using a highly sophisticated system of chroma-keying, you know, like the weather forecast or CGI in the movies. 25 years ago, that meant big technology, really big.
14: In the early days, it was really hard. It took a 50-foot truck full of, you know, SGI computers and a crew of seven people.
13: Back then, how many trucks would you have to do a game in 1998? Max two. And there's one truck to do the yellow yellow line. line.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's the sophistication, you know, behind this innovation.
13: Today, with the addition of high definition and far more camera angles and graphics, an NFL broadcast requires something like eight trucks of technology. But the yellow line graphic is now just this. Really, just this. A fraction of the space from 25 years ago. Bill, Stan, and SportVision went on to create the loved and loathed K-Zone for baseball games and the eye-popping tracking graphics for NASCAR races. But that simple yellow first down line on the TV screen remains.
14: All of the successful systems that we did had three characteristics, which is they took something that was really important to the game and that happened a lot and was hard to see, and they made it easy to see.
13: These days, graphic innovation is everywhere during football games, line of scrimmage, field goal range, highlighting key players. But through it all, Fred Gaudelli had one wish.
1: We were sitting there one day and say, wow, if we got a snow game, we could put the lines on the field and people could still see the lines. And I prayed for a snow game. Like, I prayed for years for a snow game.
13: That wish came true in November of 2015. Utilizing that same first down line technology, NBC Sports revealed the yard lines and yard markers. So cool.
1: And that was a fun night.
13: Wow. Cool. Oh, wow, that's cool. cool. That's amazing. Very cool cool stuff, right? Yeah. And it's all chroma key. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it just looks good, though. And, and one whole 50-foot truck is now just... A, a computer. computer. Stan Honey said, you could do it on a good laptop.
2: Wow. It's can't such a huge innovation. Yeah, you really can't. No. Yeah. No.
13: yeah. No. I can't cool. imagine it. And for especially casual fans of football, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that oh, 3rd and 5 yeah. that all of a Field sudden... That minutes, I can see where it yeah. goes. It's exactly, hard
11: to see things that are important to the game. Yeah. Yeah. So what about hockey and golf? Oh, the ball's are tiny. Okay, so it was... Stan Honey and it was mm-hmm. the, those guys
13: who came up with the red dot around the yeah. hockey puck yeah. Yeah. all those years ago on yeah. Fox, yeah. and people were like, "Stop it. Hockey fans hated yeah. it. Yeah. hated it. Yeah. Ratings went up, but <laughs> hockey fans <laughs> hated, it. hated it. And now, especially with high def and everybody's got yeah. flat screens yeah. the yeah. size of the, yeah. you know the, of the building, it's very cool. You can see, you see everything. Those golf drives, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Of yeah. That oh, thank you. That was right. great.
3: Love you, Harry. That was great. Thank, thank
2: you, Harry.
13: Behind the scenes in the game. Yeah, oh, cool. It's so cool.
2: All right, we're going to get to the big playoff games on NBC and Peacock this weekend in a bit. First, we've got Dr. Tara Narula here with some dry January motivation.
11: What's up? Better
2: sleep, better skin, better you. She's going to sell it. And then we're going to have drinks with <laughs> our i I'm going to say we're going to have now. Right right <laughs> right I see the beer from we're here. We are having drinks out. So it's near
11: beer.
2: January, <laughs> <laughs> We are back at 46, your health. If you are taking part in dry January and have reached the point where you're struggling a little bit, we are here for you. Some motivation, five reasons to stick with it, and some tips to make saying no to that glass of wine just a little bit easier. Our guide is NBC medical contributor, Dr. Tara Narula. Are you doing dry January? I am not doing it, but I heard
4: you are. Well, I'm doing
2: drier January. January. (laughs) Trying to, no weekday drinking is the theory. Okay, so first of all, let's go through some reasons, because sometimes you just need to be like, why am I doing
4: this? Correct. Let's go back. Okay. First reason, you say your skin will be glowing. Glowing skin, Savannah. Uh, So we know that alcohol dehydrates. And so by abstaining, you're potentially preventing dry skin. You're increasing the elasticity. You may see less puffiness under your eyes. All of that better for the prevention of fine lines and wrinkles. We know that alcohol can cause dilation of those facial blood vessels. So that can cause flushing. Mm. Also, you can lose volume in your mid face. Um, None of these things are great. And if you have underlying skin conditions like rosacea, psoriasis, eczema, it can exacerbate that. And we know that alcohol is a carcinogen. It predisposes to cancer. And that includes things like skin cancer as well. Wow. Okay.
2: Next, you say sleeping habits will be improved. That is for sure. Alcohol definitely affects the sleep.
4: Correct. So a lot of people think that it's sedating. And yes, initially it may help you fall asleep, but the problem is it can make your sleep fragmented and really low quality. And it affects the neurotransmitters in the brain, hormones like melatonin that kind of are part of your circadian rhythm and help you go to sleep. It can lead to insomnia. So even though you may fall asleep, you may wake up several times. It can uh, exacerbate underlying sleep disorders like sleep apnea. And it really just messes with the stages of sleep, including REM sleep, which is supposed to be your most deep re- restorative part of sleep. Let's talk
2: about mental health because uh, frankly, a lot of people do reach for that drink to curb their anxiety or, you know, they're medicating something. But it's actually worse for your mental health. Can you explain how
4: that works? Absolutely. So we know that alcohol affects our thinking, our cognition. And so by abstaining, you may be improving your memory, your ability to perform tasks and problem solve. But as you mentioned, it plays into mental health. So it can make things like depression and anxiety worse. So you may feel that your mood is better when you're off of alcohol. And really what it does this dry January is give you the opportunity to take a step back and see how am I using alcohol? What is my relationship with it? And what other more healthy ways can I do or things can I do? to cope with stress to socialize and relax by the way
2: you could lose weight if you stop doing your drink uh, that's that's calories you're
4: not empty calories you're Correct. Not taking so almost 150 calories for a standard drink for some cocktails we're talking like three four hundred calories in addition we know that alcohol changes the way you eat so you may be eating out you may be eating more impulsively uh not such healthy foods yeah. and just eating more often and skipping workouts let's say you're going to your bar after work instead of the gym all of this can contribute to weight gain. Yeah,
2: and it's good for your wallet, too. That's money you did it not
4: is. spend at
2: the bar, Dr. So. Dr. Oh, great. Thank so Thanks, Carson. Classic. <laughs> we literally are. A Cheers. There. Cheers.
11: A lot of good stuff in there <laughs> for people to talk. about. Do as <laughs>
2: we say, not as we do. Dr. <laughs> Narula, thank you. Carson, right, what you got guys. over there? <laughs>
11: we are talking food now. Let's get into it. Yes, Chef, right here, game day. we got a menu. The one and only Wolfgang Puck. We've got... Byron, his son here, they're gonna help us prepare for the big weekend of uh, awesome food for awesome games. This recipe is super easy and it's coming up next. But first, this is Today on NBC. And we're back with today, Food Loves Football. This morning, we're getting ready for the Super Wild Card Weekend, including three huge games here on NBC and Peacock. Legendary chef Wolfgang Puck is here. His new restaurant, Carama Las Vegas, opens up next month at Mandalay Bay. He's brought along his superstar teammate and son, Byron Lazaroff. Puck, Byron, good to see you. You're, of course, the director of food and beverage for Wolfgang Puck Fine Dining, guys. Yeah. Uh, good morning. You've been here as I'm early in the morning back here helping Katie out. I know. Never seen a, yeah. arguably the biggest chef in the world cutting his own lettuce. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I do everything. Yes, you do. it's really simple, you know. If
15: I would be a football player, I would be the quarterback and the defense. You'd be the whole offensive (laughs) player. Chef, tell us at home the significance of Carama, the new restaurant. Okay, Carama is really our newest restaurant, opening next month in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. And it's going to be an art to my mother. My mother, Maria, was a chef also. So cool I thought really oh, wow. to have her recipes and everything. And wow. we have I'm some pasta from here. means
11: like, you know, a Dear mom. mom.
15: Wow. it's cool.
2: An homage. All like right. That. So yep. want exactly. to start with, Chef.
11: These are the sliders after the Golden Globes. Everybody's all liquored up in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang <laughs> gives them. The, these are the exact sliders. These <laughs> are the ones. One. Everybody
15: from uh, Lenny Kravitz to Kenny, Kevin Costner, they were all in my kitchen and we were all eating... Uh, the, the little sliders. Yep. Let's, okay. let's start with the sauce. Let's start with the sauce for the slider. So we have a little mayo here. Yep. Put a little ketchup in here. Some finely diced onions, capers, fresh Parsley or any herbs, okay? A little touch of vinegar, not too much, oh. and a little touch of sugar for a little oh, balance. Sugar, not salt, okay? Yeah. Let's well, mix that for you, chef. Okay, mix it. Okay, don't make your expensive suit dirty. No, it's not. And, <laughs> and then we're gonna print see- the runway. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, very good. You're- Perfect. You yeah, want nice. a job. So, uh, yes.
11: yes. Okay. Speaking of jobs, Byron, you were obviously growing up in the legendary puck family. You were at Spago. You were probably a teenager doing the dishes. What was that
12: like? Exactly. I mean, it was amazing and, and what better mentor to have at the end what of the day, right? The, I'm watching the bear right now thinking about how chaotic. <laughs> oh it is. Yeah. What did you learn as a kid in that environment? I learned to just kind of, you know, be quiet and do what I'm told, smart, honestly. Smart. I hope <laughs> I <say he's> watching. <laughs> Which was a Jackson. good way to kind of fly under the radar for a little like, while. That sounds like me and my wife. <laughs> <No>. Whatever <laughs> she does, how me, how I don't know. How proud do. are you to have your son in the business now
15: running things? And <laughs> I think it is off. amazing. I wish my mother would still be alive to see that her generation, me, uh, and now the next generation. It. Yeah,
11: She sees it, chef. So
15: you got the little, little mini sliders. So what, we have to make 80 20? A, 20? What do you want? 80 20. 80 20, 80 lean meat, 20% fat, because you need the rich. If not, the burger is gonna be dry. So then, you can make them plain. You can make them with cheese. But the important part is then you have the buns. If you don't, can find little buns like that, like I have
11: here. Little buns, yeah. Little tiny buns. Look at the (laughs) pickles. Look at the baby buns. (laughs) Look at the tiny
2: (laughs) pickles. (laughs) Look at the little pickles. The tiny pickles. It's like the
15: Kinder House. You can get them anywhere. So then. The remoulade you have over here, yeah, I made a that. little bit. So you put a little bit of that on here. Okay. Even I trust you, but I know.
11: No, you. I'll watch the master. Okay. you so, can get a hot one right off the grill. And, okay. And, oh. Perfect. Put a little cheeseburger on Craig's here. Frank's coming in for seconds. Oh,
15: they're okay. so small. Just... Okay, they're so small. All right. For you, we're going to make a double one then. Yeah, thank you. Load it up. Load it up. And then we put a little cornichons on here.
11: How does Lenny Kravitz like his little mini slider, Chef? Medium rare,
15: medium rare. Yeah, he doesn't like a lot of bread, so we only put it like that. But you can put a little sauce on this one.
11: All right, Byron, we got to get it on here. Yep. Beautiful. we got about a minute. So let's uh, get okay this salad. You gotta, We the salad. So fly. we're
12: going to do the classic over here. This yep. is the Xinhua chicken salad. So I'm going to add in just a little bit Famous of tahini here. here. Yep. Already going. I have some uh, rice wine vinegar. You got an egg. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're the best sous chef I could ask for. Just a little Look bit of this. honey, too, huh? Yeah. Some pickled ginger. Okay. Got Beautiful. It. All and that's get fine. Get this going. Oh, a little, little bit of Chinese mustard. You were right. Yep.
11: There okay, we go. a little
12: oil. And a little oil please. If you want to pour that all right in there. All of it. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Got it. Pinch Beautiful. Of salt. Beautiful. Oh, okay. all right. Beautiful. All right. And we'll get this going right
2: away. How's the salad, Perfect. guys? That's really that's all right. Nice well, crunch.
9: A little wonton.
11: Yeah, we got it, the wontons. Yeah. Chef, we can't thank you enough. Byron, excellent work. All these recipes. Today.com slash food. Check out the NFL games. All the action on Peacock all weekend long. Browns, Texas. Tomorrow at 3 nope. Eastern. Ooh, How about the Rams? Right How about right the Rams? Right yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.